Success is about more than just business strategies. It's also about aligning with your higher purpose and clearing inner obstacles that stand in the way. I say this because you deserve to do what you love and to feel fulfilled along the way. And the reality is you're likely spending more time than you'd like to stuck in self-doubt. You may be asking yourself things like, why do I never seem to reach my biggest goals no matter how hard I work? Or why do I never quite feel like I've done enough, have enough, or am enough? If any of these sound familiar, you are not alone. And I've been there too. The good news is that the solution is simpler than you think. I'm sharing it inside my new four-day women's immersion, The Inner Critic Cure. This live four-day event includes daily classes, potent practices, and a brilliant supportive community of like-minded women. And best of all, it's only $37. This method is gentle yet powerful, and it actually works even when others haven't because it's based on a proven psychotherapeutic framework called Internal Family Systems or IFS. By the time you leave, you'll have the knowledge and tools to not only heal your relationship with those harsh inner voices, but to turn them into your strongest allies now and for the rest of your life. So join us to discover how to put an end to those negative voices that have held you back from your biggest dreams and desires. So you can live into the full potential you know is possible for you in both your business and in your life. You can learn more and join us inside the Inner Critic Cure at programs-saravonstover.com forward slash immersion. That's programs-saravonstover.com forward slash immersion. I'd love to see you there. Hello, sisters. Welcome to She Talks, a space for you to come home to your inner wisdom. I'm Sarah Von Stover, a yoga and meditation teacher, best-selling author, and founder of The Way the Happy Woman. And throughout the month of January, I'm offering a special series of seasonal classes here on the podcast called Chaotic Calm, Living from Your Confident Center in Turbulent Times. Because if you're like me and most people I know, you're finding yourself awake, anxious in the middle of the night, just worrying about the state of the world. And perhaps the next day, all the stress and exhaustion is causing you to throw a lot of your usual self-care out the window. Because here's the truth. We're facing times of tremendous uncertainty, both globally and individually. So in this mini series, I'm going to share with you the teachings that you need to more gracefully face all the challenges and curveballs that life might throw your way in the year ahead. So these talks are intimate, raw, and straight from the heart. And they're a taste of what I'll be teaching in great depth in my flagship program, The She School, a nine-month women's spiritual practice community, where we integrate women's yoga, meditation, spirituality, lifestyle, and more. It's a life-changing practice container to help you come home to yourself. With monthly online yoga and meditation retreats, classes with guest teachers, a global community of like-minded women, group mentoring calls, and fiercely loving support from me and my certified teachers, we start our journey on February 1st, but registration is open right now. 
You can learn all about it at theshe-school.com. Now on to today's talk. Please know that whatever kind of initiation you're facing right now, whether it's learning to stay sane with a new baby on board, or trying to rekindle some sexiness into your long-term relationship, or simply trying to stay connected to yourself so you don't spiral into exhaustion, you'll find boundless wisdom here to support you right away. Because miniature practices create massive transformations. So light a candle or draw a bath, maybe step outside for a walk. Do something good for yourself as you listen to this talk. And whatever you decide that is, just settle in, take a deep breath, and welcome home. beautiful women. I'm Sarah and welcome to class three in our four-part series about how to listen to your intuition amidst fear and uncertainty. I know it's a big day for us here in the United States and for many of us around the world. Donald Trump is being sworn in as our 45th president as we're meeting here live right now. And this is bringing up a lot for us, um, regardless of where you stand in your political affiliations. And all that it's bringing up for us, um, many are reporting things of anxiety, uncertainty, fear, anger, depression. It all ties into what we're discussing today, which is about how to resource ourselves, resource our deepest inner knowing when things feel really scary around us. It's kind of a catch-22, right? When we're in a life crisis, when we're in a challenging moment of our lives, we are really revved up. Our system is really revved up. Our heart rate increases. Our breathing rate increases. Our more reptilian survival brain is active and making us just want to either fight or run away or freeze and play dead to try to survive. And when those things are happening, it is that's the time when it's most difficult for us to access our inner wisdom. Normally, we need a more of a calm inner state in order to do that. That's why practices like yoga and meditation focus so much on relaxation because it's from a state of relaxation and inner stillness that we can actually decipher the inner signals and the inner guidance that we need to move forward. So how do we reconcile these two things when we're in a really challenging life moment? If you know we're moving or we have an illness or a divorce and we're, we're in a state of, of um, the stress response where everything is more activated, we're more overstimulated, Those are the times when we most need our inner wisdom, but it's the times when it's hardest for us to access it. So what do we do? What do we do in those moments? Because we all all face those moments many times throughout our lives. And sometimes it's a brief moment, like a car accident. And you need to figure out, you know, what's the best thing to do in this moment to either help the person who just had the accident or help myself. Or maybe it's a more extended period of time, like a divorce or separation, and 
you're going to be in this heightened kind of alarm state for a longer period of time. So the first thing is obviously practices to help downregulate or to self-soothe, to bring us into more of a relaxation response. And we all know what, hopefully we know what those things are that help to bring us back to ourselves most quickly. And they might be different things at different times. So some examples for me is yoga, definitely. And sometimes maybe more vigorous yoga practice is going to bring me back. Sometimes a yin or restorative yoga practice is going to bring me back. Sometimes a hike outside, getting some fresh air, getting some movement. Sometimes uh, body work or acupuncture or some sort of a healing session. Maybe a flotation tank, meditation, a nap, unplugging, going on retreat, taking a bath, reading an inspiring text, meeting with a teacher. We can have a whole toolbox of things that help us to connect with ourselves. And in these moments, we can look at it and see, well, what's going to work now? or What's accessible to me now? Okay, so that's number one. Number two is to look at how can our support network, or what Dr. Christian Northup calls our placenta of support, how can we tap into that to help us to come back? Because as human beings, we're wired for connection. And just like a baby needs to be held, to be soothed, and to calm down, we need that too. So yes, we need to learn how to self-soothe so we don't spin out and turn to unhealthy activities to try to kind of fill that void in an unfillable way, like cigarettes or alcohol or smoking pot or eating too much or just kind of binging on Facebook or social media or internet, but turning to other people to be helped, to be in their company, people who help to remind us of who we are. With that placenta of support, when we're going through a challenging time in life, we also want to call on those people to give us honest reflection, honest and compassionate, compassionate reflection and feedback. Because if we're... Usually when we're going through a major life crisis, there's going to be some blind spots involved. There's going to be ways that we're holding on or clinging, and maybe those parts of ourselves are being purified or healed through the life crisis, and maybe we're resisting uh, the deeper truth that we're needing to see to move on to the next phase of our lives. So we want to have mentors and teachers and close friends, even therapists, who we can go sit in their company and share what's going on and get their honest feedback and reflection. It doesn't mean that we're going to act on that fully or live completely from that. Of course, we're going to run it through our own inner filters, but we want to take it into consideration in case there's anything about the present moment that we're in especially if we're in a more aroused, stressed state that we're not seeing. The next pieces are pieces that come in our daily practice. And in class one of this series, I talk to us about our daily practice, about our, particularly our morning ritual, because it's the morning that really helps to set our foundation for the day. 
And the first thing that we want to do is when we're in a challenging moment in life, in our morning practice, is ask a question. Because when we ask a question, that helps us to step out of our more reptilian brain, this flight or fight or freeze brain, and start to turn on more of the front part of the brain or the neocortex, which is really the most evolved part of the human being, you know, just species everywhere. We want to turn that on, and we turn that on through curiosity. And questions help to tap into that curiosity. So one question that I find really helpful when I am in a restless, ungrounded state is even though I'm feeling blank, am I willing to be with myself as I am? Even though I'm feeling fear, anxiety, depression, grief, sadness, self-doubt, am I willing to be with myself as I am? Because when when we're in a kind of a negative feeling state, there's automatically going to be some resistance to feeling that because we want to feel good. It's just wired into our nervous system. And we're going to be resisting whatever we're feeling that doesn't line up with that. So just by asking this question at the start of our day, for any moment during the day, when we're feeling uncomfortable, when we're feeling something that's hard to be with, when we ask that question, we're able to tap into that there's a part of ourselves that is willing to accept the current reality. And when there's even just a fraction of ourselves that is willing to accept the current reality, that immediately starts to bring in more of a relaxation response because we're not at war with the moment. We're not fighting ourselves. And there's a relaxation, even just a slight relaxation, and it's in that slight relaxation that we're able to access more of ourselves, that we're able to access more of our depth, more of our inner resources, more of our inner knowing. So even though I'm feeling X, am I willing to be with myself as I am? The second is a phrase uh, that I learned from the Buddhist tradition that similarly taps us into what is called the suchness of the moment. So rather than striving for an ideal moment and saying, wow, this isn't, this isn't supposed to be happening like this. I'm not supposed to be feeling this way. It's supposed to be like this or this or this or look what that person's doing or experiencing. And shouldn't I have that? And that just, that comparison or that rejection of how things are creates more angst, creates more suffering, creates more of a distance from ourselves. So this phrase that I learned from the Buddhist tradition is, this moment is like this. This moment is like this. So you can take a moment and just look around you, feel your inner state and say to yourself, this moment is like this. And in that, there's a pause. There's a sense of acceptance. 
just a willingness to be with the moment. And with that, again, more of your inner resources, more of your inner faculties can come into play. The third little phrase that I find really helpful for this morning practice time when you're, when you're going through an intense transition is one that helps us to move out of the mouth vision of trying to survive any small moment and into the ego vision, the ego vision of seeing the larger picture of our lives, seeing the map of the heroine's journey, of our pathway home to ourselves, of our journey to empowerment, to fullness, to healing. And within that, we see that things that can seem really challenging are actually helping us come home. So the phrase to help us come into eagle vision is, if this is happening, it must be good. If this is happening, it must be good. Again, that shifts us out of the survival brain and it into the perspective that life is our friend, that there's a benevolent force in the universe that wants what's best for us. And in any particular moment in life that might look messy, it might feel bad, but it still means that life is on our side. So that phrase is also really helpful. And the last uh, couple of things that I want to share is in these morning practices to connect with your intuition, what I call your she, and to actually take moments to ask her, what would you have me do today? How should I handle this situation? How should I have this conversation? What do you think? So starting to turn to this wise part of yourself like you would turn to a teacher, a mentor, a wise friend, and to build that relationship. Just like you can't have a strong external relationship without having conversations, without spending quality time together, without listening, without building trust, you can't have that connection with the deepest part of yourself without putting time and effort into it. Everything in life that is worthwhile takes work. It takes effort. It takes consistent cultivation. And that's what makes it so worth it. Because to take time each day, especially when you're going through challenging times, to seek guidance inwardly. The last piece is to remember that your desires are holy. And in any situation in life, when you're really not sure how things are going to turn out, when you're at a crossroads, you don't know what the answer is, you don't know how things are going to land in the end, you do know what your ideal outcome is going to be. You do know what you would most desire to see coming forth in yourself or around you. So to tap into that vision and know that if that is in your heart, that that is what life wants for you too. It might not come into being in a way that you thought. It might not have the same people or places that you thought. But if it's your deep desire, it's, it's going to come into being, into actualization, one way or another. And again, to help you shift out of that survival mode and into more of a free flow allowance, 
And it's in that state that you can really access more of who you are. To come into that, I recommend doing this surrender meditation. So I invite you to come into this meditation with me now for a few moments. And when you're on your own, you can do it over a more extended period of time. But let's close our eyes together and envision a challenge that you're currently facing of any size, any degree. And sense what it what would be your ideal outcome of this challenge. Like who would you be? What would your life look like? Take a moment and sense into that ideal vision of how you would love for things to turn out. And then take a breath over the front surface of your heart. Noticing and feeling whatever you find there. And see yourself taking a seat in the center of your heart. And see yourself opening up your hands from a little cup or a chalice with your hands. And in that chalice, place your desired vision. With this desired vision resting in your palms, see your palms opening up. Open palms. So you're not gripping it, you're not grasping it, you're just holding it, letting it rest. And then extend this as a gift or an offering to whatever you're devoted to, force greater than you. It could be God, universe, goddess. Something that I often visualize from this place is then extending my arms forward and doing the full body prostration at the feet of the goddess and offering my deepest desires to her, saying, take these and do with them what you will. Show me signs that I'm on the right path. Guide me from within. Help me to know I can trust myself. And slowly open your eyes. So to have those moments each day to just let go of control and drop into the flow of where life is trying to take you. To start to source your sense of safety in your connection to yourself and in your connection to what is greater than you. Because those are the only two places where we can ever find real lasting safety. It's not going to come from external things. The safety is sourced from being true to yourself and surrendering into the life that's moving towards you because the life that's moving towards you is the one that is yours to live. Right, so I hope these tools can help you to feel this connection, to find your inner lighthouse, your inner flashlight in times when you're really ungrounded, confused, and unsettled. And so to review, find things to downregulate you. Yoga, meditation, self-care. Have a placenta of support, mentors, teachers, wise friends, women circles. Incorporate things into your daily practice, like even though I'm feeling depression, am I willing to be with myself as I am? Saying this moment is like this. Remembering if this is happening, it must be good. 
taking time each day to listen to and build a relationship with your intuition and having daily periods of surrendering anything and everything that you're grappling with over to something greater than you. So you're welcome to write in the comments below any of these means that you have found helpful. And maybe there's others that you have found helpful. I'd love to hear and to share with our community. And I'll be back again next week for our final class in this series. And until then, I'm sending you much love and many blessings. Bye for now. If you're curious about how to live these teachings in your daily life, come explore the She School a safe haven to help you make your spiritual connection a priority in the year ahead. It provides the mentorship and monthly retreats you need to place what matters most at the heart of your everyday. Over our nine months together, you'll receive mentoring, practices, teachings, and incredible support from me and our entire community to help you integrate daily, weekly, and monthly rituals into your life customized for your unique personality, goals, life situation, and available time. The She School is the very best way to integrate the practices and principles that you're discovering here in this chaotic calm series, right into your own busy and sacred life. It's the fullest evolution of my life's work in yoga, meditation, lifestyle, and women's spirituality and empowerment. And I've been running some version of it since 2011. Last year, we had over 100 women join us from 17 countries around the world. And I can't wait to share this year's program with you. But here's the thing. It only starts once a year, and that's coming up in just a few weeks. So if 2017 is your year to make self-care your top priority, come on over and explore everything at theshe-school.com. And until next time, thank you so much for being part of our sisterhood. And I'm sending you my heartfelt support.